Welcome, welcome wrestling fans to another episode of the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. This is Aaron here. Before we get started, just a friendly reminder that we do the Wednesday deep dive episodes. This is going to be our preview for WWE Fastlane coming up this Sunday on the WWE Network. Uh, we also cut um, our most recent Sunday three count episode where we hit on three Quick topics to get you started with your wrestling week. If you missed that, that would be episode 59. You can check that out uh, at bgbgroup.tumblr.com. Uh, Twitter's at bgbgroup and facebook.com slash biggoldbelt. We talked about Ring of Honor. We talked about the AJ Styles, Chris Jericho saga. And we talked about the Titus O'Neil situation. I'm going to bring the crew in here. We have Mr. Silly Sellis coming back with us very shortly. He'll join us momentarily. But I'm here with Mr. Two James. How are you today? Good, brother. And yourself? Doing okay. It's a Monday that we're recording this before Raw. Hopefully nothing too crazy happens on Raw. Otherwise, I'll, we'll have to come back and cut like another piece of this to kind of fill people in. But uh, we also have Mr. D. Wayne, uh, who's on daddy duty. So we might hear uh, Mr. LJ kind of chime in on the podcast today. But Mr. D. Wayne, how are you? I'm great as long as my son doesn't play this piano. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, good Lord. Uh, thank the Lord for the mute button here on Google Hangouts. So hopefully we can, uh, maybe LJ will make an appearance, maybe not. Um, let's get started with the undercard while we're waiting for Mr. Silly Sauce to log back in with some technical difficulties. Um, Mr. Two Chains, I want you to explain to me why I should care about Kalisto versus ADR for the United States Championship for the millionth time. Uh, because weren't you like the biggest fan of the Seamus and Ryback feud? <laughs> 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 nah, I mean seriously. Um, I mean nothing but to, nothing but to see excited excitement in great spots. Other than that, I think you can care less if it was a title or non-title match. Honestly, well, and it's going to be a Kalisto win, right? Rick, okay, now I disagree with you. Okay, now I'm interested in this match. You think ADR is going to hot potato it back on himself here, huh? Yep, because Sin Cara is back. Yeah, and Sin Cara will have a great place in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal next month. Yeah, but that tag team is back together now, so therefore you put them back in the tag team division where they belong. I don't know. I like Kalisto better as a singles. Uh, Mr. D. Wayne, I need you to, to break the tie here on this. While I don't care for this match at all, I do feel, I mean, Nigeria does have a point. They do have a good tag team, and they could replace the Usos as the so-called face tag team for the division. But I kind of like... Kalisto on his own, um, some type of Rey Mysterio flair they're trying to get him with. I want to see where they go with this. And I think it's starting to work. That's why I want him to stay singles, but maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I guess I'm just kind of over the Sin Cara character. It's so many incarnations. It's almost getting to the point of Doink the Clownish for me. So that's why I don't want, I don't want to see any more Sin Cara. Um, did, you, did you really just say that? I really did. I really Tell did. Him. And it, it's the truth. <laughs> it's the truth. It's any any gimmick where you have more than one person play the gimmick. Have, can you guys think of? Is there any other gimmicks like that where there's been more than one person that has portrayed that character? Besides, I'm not talking about fake Undertaker, or fake Diesel, or fake Razor, but like where they actually legitimately played that character in wrestling. No, because the majority of the multi multiple people that played one character are masked characters. Yeah. 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 So. Okay. Well, um, I wish our resident Divas expert was here for this next one. We have two Divas matches on this card. I want to start with your girl first, D-Wayne. Um, we have Sasha tagging with Becky Lynch, who's 2 Chains girl, uh, against the common enemy in Team Bad, who I saw on Twitter recently may, on the main roster, be reuniting with, um, with, with uh, Cameron, the former Funkadactyl. I mean, I think this is just a nice way to build up the tension between Sasha and Becky as they head towards what seems to be an inevitable triple threat match with Charlotte at WrestleMania. Um, Mr. D-Wayne, your girl's going to win here, right? I mean, of course, but 
they're going to win, but I won't be surprised if they don't because it's attention on that side. Yeah, I see but, what you're saying. But, I mean, on the other hand, I think this is just a match so they both can be on a, like I said, like you said earlier, they can both be in a pay-per-view, they can both build this feud heading into WrestleMania. Yeah. So, I mean, they win, but it's going to be some a lot of tension there. And it's going to spill over to Raw the next night. Understood. Um, same thing for you, Mr. Two James. Indeed. Um, I didn't hear that camera rumor, so that's pretty awesome. Yeah, they put a they put a picture up on Twitter of the, the three of them talking to Mina and Naomi and Cameron. Cameron just recently made like a comeback on NXT TV in a loss right. to Alexa Bliss last week, I want to say. Right, right. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's awesome. That, that means she's... She did her uh, due diligence in NXT, and her development must have went good, and it uh, would be good to see her back. Yeah. And she definitely uh-huh. looked looked better in the ring, um, even though there was a lot of... I'm a, I'm I would say there's a lot of you can't wrestle chance during her match on NXT, but she looked <laughs> she did look improved, and you know I'll, I'll give credit and um, respect to anyone that tries to improve in their craft. You know she took a step down from the main roster as a self imposed move, and you have to respect that a little bit, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm actually excited about that. I'm not excited about her totally in the character, but I'm I'm always it's always good to hear um somebody actually developing it to be better and actually made it and um I'm, it's also cool to see more um divas within the division so you know she it's a storyline that works i'm all for that so yeah definitely might as well and then um the other divas matches for the championship the champion charlotte um is taking on brie bella in recent developments uh as of when we record this on monday she's um the words come out that she's asked to be stepping away from the company here very soon. Apparently, it's not related to Daniel Bryan's retirement, but rather to her wanting to finally start a family with him. Um, this potentially could be her last match with the company, or she might work through the WrestleMania season. I don't know how much sense it would make to do that without Nikki involved in the picture, um, if they were to do anything at WrestleMania. But this could be it, and I think it kind of puts a little extra shine on what seemed to be what we were calling a place filler match. I still think it is. Charlotte's carrying that title in the mania, come heck or high water. But um, I, I guess um, I'm very happy for that she's going out on her own terms because, as you saw, not everybody gets to do that. What do you? Um, any thoughts about this match? Anybody? Uh, Mr. Wow. Silly Silas, I should say, just joined us, and he. Um, we're talking about the Divas Championship match and how Brie Bella is going to be walking away from the company soon. So, question, is she walking away from the company permanently or just to start a family and she's coming back? The, that's the, the question that I don't, that's the question that I have. Yeah, the sense I got from, you know, the report I read was that she's walking away in sort of a retirement respect. Not that she would never come back or anything, but um, it seemed to be kind of like her, her active days in the company as a full-time person are going to be done. And yet to think too, she's getting to the point of her mid thirties and they've been in that company for eight years or maybe even longer than that. I think it's about time, but you wonder where that leaves the total diva show because that's a lot of star power. If Nikki and her both walk away, you know, just not having Daniel Bryan on the show or not having Cena on the show. Uh, you wonder if total divas uh, days are numbered. Yeah. I mean, here's my thought. This still is a place for their match. If this is one of her last, if this is her so-called last match, I mean, I think it would be a decent match for her to go out in. Again, all this is based on their, and I always thought that she got this match because of Daniel Bryan's retirement. And I feel that now, since I'm just hearing this, (laughs) this has become more evident that she got this match because of Daniel Bryan's retirement. That she probably really did, like you said, put in word that she wants to start a family because he said it during his retirement speech. So it's just all coming in. They're gonna start a family soon. So I mean, again, it doesn't change the word that this is a place for their match because they have no one else to match with Charlotte at the moment. Sure. Yeah. So I'm not really totally sure about the timing of when this match was made. I know a lot of people was unsure why she was given the opportunity. But there's two things that I have to say. Number one, if this is her last match, I'm not buying that. Why would you ever declare um, retirement before WrestleMania? <laughs> like, 
you know, if anything, the big rumor right now is does she actually win it to drop it at WrestleMania? You know, because even if she does get, um, I mean, she's gonna retire nonetheless. She's gonna, she's looking around at her sister. She's looking around at her husband. That has to put a lot of fear in your heart, nonetheless. So, um, uh, nonetheless, yeah, she's gonna retire, but she's putting this title match in the storyline that nobody even knows anything about. So she wins it. I mean, what difference does it make? You have her feud for a couple of weeks, and I don't know. Maybe you put her in the fatal four. But either way, afterwards, you know, write her off TV, and you know, into to sunsets of retirement. But no, no, I do not think Daniel Bryan or nor her retirement is the reason why this feud was put. I think that um, I think they wanted to focus on. Um, this tag match, and which is the hottest storyline in the Divas Division right now, and also with the news that A-Rod brought in about bringing Cameron up, which makes sense as a good a good way of bringing her up. I mean, who knows? If this turns into a three-on-three, you know, this is an opportunity somebody else could be brought up. Who knows how that may turn out to well, be. Well, they so. still have Paige sitting there, and I just don't, I don't understand what they're doing with Paige. She's like 23 years old, hadn't even been on the main roster two full years yet, and she's kind of not even really involved with the title picture at WrestleMania. It just seems a little suspect to me. Yeah, well, let's not forget she she did take um, an injury, a concussion, nonetheless. But we're going to still, you know, consider nonetheless an injury. Yeah. Um, and you know they got to go through their protocol. She's done a house show once, I think, from, since then. So nonetheless, I mean, the thing with Paige is she's so good at what she does. She doesn't need storyline build up. She cut her own promos and reassert herself at any time. So no no question I'm not worried about her uh, and her involvement at some point. But yeah. a lot of these other people that do need storyline build up to make relevancy, like Brie, sort of say, you know, are the ones that if they were in that particular, I'd be totally worried. So nonetheless, my long story short is this match, I, I, maybe it will be excited. Who knows? If Brie wins it, I'd be happy for her, but nonetheless, you know, her days are ticking, and um, if she did, was able to hold the belt, even if it was, if, even if it was for one month, and, you know, she gets the publicity to, to do shows and events with it and stuff like that, good for her. Good for her, but I, I guess I would just prefer to see what what many are calling for is this triple threat match that they've kind of foreshadowed, but I, I definitely see your point. Um Remember, I'm the only person that's the advocate for the fatal four-way. And now, if you're keeping Charlotte away from the other two contenders of it, I mean, obviously, anybody else that Charlotte faces or come encounter with is a candidate for that fourth slot. So that's what I'm still going for. That's I, I see that, too. I just think you want people to look at this first year of this Divas Revolution and say, like, yeah, you know, that Mania match was what really solidified everything, you know, I feel it just feels like if you had Brie Bella in there, it's a case of one of these things is not like the others, type yeah. of thing. But um, I I see what you're saying. Um, looking at the card, I, I'm assuming there's some sort of multi-man match coming with the Wyatts. Um, as we record this, Braun Strowman is set to go one-on-one with the Big Show tonight. I I imagine that ends in some sort of a schmaz. Um, I mean, the, I think the whole point of whatever you do with the Wyatts before the main event of Fastlane is just to get those guys ready for their WrestleMania run, whatever it ends up being that they all do. Um, I think we're going to go ahead and move on to the main event, though. Mr. Silly Sellis has finally joined us here, um, hopefully free of technical difficulties. How are you doing tonight, sir? Yeah, hopefully free of technical difficulties. How do I sound now? You sound like an angel. <laughs> you sound like an angel. Well, I'm glad it's you're back. Wild. Didn't know his, what his voice sounded like. Yeah, I know. You, you sound like that new Kanye West record with all the auto tune all over it again. So, um, <laughs> oh man, and I heard Kanye West off, off topic, and I wish I would have joined that one. But touche, I'm here. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm probably not. We we talked about the Kanye West part off air. I'm, I'm not sure I'm going to include that on the episode. But just in summary, I thought the album was terrible. Um, it sounded like he might have had had one too many fun dips for Valentine's Day. So. Um, now we're we're well into Raw as we record this on Monday night, and Dean Ambrose just dropped the Intercontinental Championship in what may be the first Fatal Five Way I've ever watched. Um, I can't recall another Fatal Five Way. It just sounds weird saying it because I'm used to saying Fatal Four Way or Triple Threat. Um, speaking of Triple Threats, let's talk about the main event of Fastlane. So. 
I'm going to put you guys to task here. I need you to um, play devil's advocate first before we make our predictions. Why you think each of the people involved in the triple threat match would be a qualified candidate to face Triple H in the main event of WrestleMania for the World Heavyweight Championship. Mr. Silly Sellis, I'm going to put you to work first. Brock Lesnar seems to be the underdog here only because of this rumored slash foreshadowed feud with Bray Wyatt. Um, Not only that, but we saw the match between him and Triple H just a few short years ago at WrestleMania 29 in New Jersey. Make the case for a Brock Lesnar win here. Well, first of all, let's give shout-outs to Stardust because he was competing for the Intercontinental title on Raw this evening. And remember, he was the one that brought back the white belt that they currently use. So it's always good to see Stardust or Cody Rhodes of that that nature in an Intercontinental belt match. However, going back to your question, um, the only way I can see this can work for Brock Lesnar, if Brock Lesnar comes in an approach where, hey, for once I beat the take and I beat the streak and I conquered that, now I'm going to conquer all of WWE. Triple H, you are the golden boy right now. You are the CEO. You are the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. You're Vince's son-in-law, and you're on the top of WWE. And I'm going to prove to you why I'm not going to only beat you. I'm going to be the top wrestler in the world or top any martial arts, fighting, performer, any type of sports entertainment in the world. So every time you look at WrestleMania or look at a big-time pay-per-view, if you want to pay to see somebody good, you see Brock Lesnar. And that's why... He is probably going to be the greatest sports performer, greatest Hall of Famer of all time. And I'm just speaking on behalf of, you know, the one who is going to be speaking for him, you know, to say that in in, in one of those promos. And we all know who that is. But we just want to make sure that he just spotlighted in the top, top guy of all time. That's the way I will book it if you wish to try to sell Brock Lesnar. Okay. Um, Mr. D. Wayne. I'm going to have you defend Roman Reigns here because you've been his biggest advocate on the podcast for a long time. Why, you know, Roman Reigns seems to be the obvious choice. It seems to be the telegraph choice. But they're really rolling with Dean Ambrose a lot on TV here as kind of the top baby face of this feud. Um, what do you make of Roman Reigns? Where does he stand with you? Why should he be in the main event of WrestleMania? Hello, guys. My name is Roman Reigns. <laughs> and I'm great. <laughs> yes, my brother might have the spotlight right now. Let's just face it. He takes the spotlight off me so that can make it a little bit less obvious that I'm going to win. I'm the golden child, the boy. I have the look that he doesn't have. I'm good looking that he doesn't have. I have the build that he doesn't have. Let's just face it. You know, <laughs> my skill set might might be that advanced. Hey, might <laughs> I might not even sell moves that good. But let's just face it. You know, everyone has to have every company has to have the face, but everybody else can be the workers. Well, guess what? I am the face, and everyone else is the workers. You want to know why they're going to, I'm going to win and going to go on and beat Triple H? Because I have that face. I have the physique. And I'm the golden boy with the family behind me. Why not pick me? I mean, hey, who else? Superman punches for everybody. Superman punches for everybody. <laughs> you heard of Suplex City? Well, guess what? <laughs> We're going to get a nation of super punches. <laughs> super punches versus super kicks. Super punches are better. I'll tell you why. <laughs> Everyone does. Punches. Everyone does. I hope the Young Bucks find no you in Dallas, does. Roman Reigns. No one does a super punch like Roman Reigns. Except for AJ Styles so, off the top rope. <laughs> so, why you all think about Dean Ambrose, how he's, you know, going along his feud with this this so-called beast Brock Lesnar. You're just taking the attention away from me, which makes it a little bit less obvious that I'm going to win. Thank you, WWE Universe. <laughs> Thank you. Are you done, Roman Reigns? <laughs> That's the best promo yes. ever cut. Can I just say... Oh, yes. 
If Roman Reigns sounded like a soulful black man like you just did, I would like him a lot more. I'm just saying. <laughs> happy Black History Month. Yeah, happy. <laughs> that was good. Well, thank you, Roman Reigns, our first uh, celebrity feature guest on the podcast. <laughs> um, all right, I saved I saved uh, the best for last for you two, James. Make the case for a Dean Ambrose win, especially considering they just got the Intercontinental Championship off of him um, this evening on Raw in the Fatal Five Way. So I just want to just I just want to be clear before I can. <laughs> Before we move forward, is Mark Henry really hurt, or was 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 that? Bad? That was so weak. That was just, so kayfabe weak. Yeah, oh I, my god! I glanced out of my eye for a minute, and I seen him down rolling around. Well, so if he's seriously hurt, though, I apologize, and I recant my whole statement. But still, that was so. Um, Adam Sellers Jones. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I leave. But, I will um, recant my statement in a live tweet. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, yeah, before before what just happened, Dean Ambrose was clearly the underdog. There's no way in the world he was going to win having the belt and um, with them giving so much to, the attention. So like Mr. D. Wayne said, you know, they give him the attention just to obviously, um, just to obviously bring it off of Ronan Reigns because Ronan Reigns was going to win. Okay, so now, anyway, now that he has dropped it, the tension is even more and more on him more so than ever because like I do like how they're working this. The um Dean Ambrose loses it and he says now nah, more, you know, anxious to win the belt now. But nonetheless, my case of why I think he will win it is because it's a new face, it's a new match. Um he's put in his work. Um he's the the better he's the most qualified of the three. The reason I say that is because he will work every match. He will work. He can work every type of match. He can work every day. I believe he may be the youngest, if I'm not mistaken. He hasn't had. Uh, he hasn't been strapped yet, and he's the better on mic than the three of them. So he's a refreshing face, and it's just something that everybody's been wanting to see for a while. Not to mention either. Um, his matches with other top competitors are matches a lot of people would like to see. A one-on-one match versus Seth Rollins, you can sign me up for that. A Dean versus John Cena, you can sign me up for that. I mean, look at these other people that's coming up. A Dean versus Kevin Owens, a Dean versus Sami Zayn, a Dean versus AJ Styles. Sign me up for every single one of those matches. There's no fear that I don't think that Dean Ambrose cannot be the face of the WWE. Hey everybody, this is Triple H here, coming at you on the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. I'm the game, uh, and I'm going to be going to WrestleMania, the World Heavyweight Champion. uh, And I'm thinking to myself, I have three choices here for who I should work in the main event of WrestleMania for the World Heavyweight Championship. I don't really want to wrestle against Brock Lesnar because he's probably going to drop me on my head and hurt me. And I don't want to go to Suplex City, so it's not going to be Brock Lesnar. Let Bray, let Bray Wyatt take that beating. I don't want to take that beating. Hmm. Roman Reigns. Well, I'm supposed to be the bad guy, but I'm going to get cheered. I don't have too much wrong with that. I did that 10 years ago at WrestleMania 22. Or I could wrestle Dean Ambrose. The heel-face dynamic would work. Dad would probably be happy. Steph would be happy. But then how does The Rock fit into this match? Hmm, that's tricky. The Rock, Dean Ambrose, they don't have a pre-existing relationship on camera or off camera. I could make it a triple threat so all the fans are happy, but ooh, we just did that the last two years. It's about time we make Roman Reigns here. I'm going to make them do it whether they like it or not, and I'm going to make them buy a t-shirt while they do it too, while they boo me. I think I'm going to pick Roman Reigns and maybe have Dean Ambrose interfere in the match so that all the smarky kids that host podcasts are happy because I'm the game. Roman Reigns for the win, folks. It's what's going to happen. It's not, it's not best for my business as a wrestling fan, but it's what's going to happen. But they've done a heck of a job trying to get us to talk about it and convince us otherwise. Well, like I've been saying, like I've been saying for the last couple of weeks, 
that these rumor reports always can go left to right, as the rumors should do. But when it comes for the sake of Roni Reigns, they're always right on. No matter how distasteful and just whatever it may be, how no matter how early the plans may seem to leak, they don't care. They're like, oh, well, <laughs> sign it up still. Like, this is orders, you know? So... I would be just to just to be clear though. I'm gonna root for Dean Ambrose, and if he were to win, I would be infinitely more excited for WrestleMania. And I feel like I'm not the only one. Um, it, it's very interesting how they've put Dean in such a spotlight as the fan favorite of this match. Even, you know, even though they they appear again, this is just conjecture on my part. They appear like they really want to go there with Roman Reigns long term. Why would you? not have Dean Ambrose be kind of the heelish guy. I know that it doesn't really work towards logically where the crowd's reacting, but it, it's it's just very curious. I, would I be shocked if Dean won? Yeah, a little bit, but it would make way more sense. And then you, it would be interesting to see a Roman Reigns go after like an Undertaker in the mid-card and then maybe mess with Dean Ambrose's match in the main event as a heel like we all want him to be. Yeah. Roman's not going heel. Roman's not going to go heel. He's untouched unless, like Cena is. There's no that, way Roman goes heel. This is this is what's going to happen. It's either going to be some way somehow it's going to be a triple threat match at WrestleMania, or like you said earlier, from the race they're going to win, and Dean Ambrose is going to interfere in the match at WrestleMania some way somehow because he feels like that Roman Reigns is the good is the golden boy. It's going to feed off that aspect. Let's be clear. I didn't say anything. Triple H said that. I came in after that. <laughs> but, he, but here's a sidekick question to it. All right. Like we said before, each member of the Shield has been a world heavyweight champion except Dean. And the way that me and 2 Chains was even talking about right before we went right back on the air of how when Kevin Owens had won his Intercontinental Championship, spoiler alert, that he could be next to get that money in the bank, you know, during the summertime. So when does Dean get that opportunity where he could be the first time WWE World Heavyweight Champion? Well, maybe he wins money in the bank. Who knows? We can't really 100% be sure that Kevin Owens is going to win money in the bank. I'm sure. Well, I, can, I can tell you it's, that. It's better always for a heel to win it, though. It's always better yeah. for a heel to win it. And I can tell you that uh, but no, see, matter, this is- no matter what, that, that is what... It's just best for business to see that type of guy win it. Yeah. yeah, but you know what? I can see it happening if there's a Dean Ambrose Hill turn at WrestleMania and he goes and basically has Roman Reigns watching over his back. Uh, you know, you know the, the, the weird thing about these three competitors is that no matter Hill or face, except for Roman Reigns, now that I think about it, Hill or face between Brock, Brock and Dean or that crowd is still going to like them. So it's not going to matter their approach on the championship, on, on the, on the championship uh, bracket. Either way, you know, they can cut all these bad Hillish promo. The fans are still going to like them regardless. So like even how Dean is kind of like cutting promos now, you can kind of Dean that is kind of being kind of Hillish or towards it, but it doesn't matter. You know, he's, he is who he is, you know, but I, I never think it's going to ever be as drastic as Ronda Reigns going completely heel. Because, I mean, that's just a revamping of his whole character. And they're not going to be able to do that. So, you know, I don't think it makes a difference for uh, Brock and Dean, heel, heel or face, how, whatever they do with them in that, in that matter. Yeah. I mean, at this point, I think it's, it's predictable. I mean, we're going to see Roman Reigns some way, somehow, to shape for the main event. Now, if you want to go out to buy some money in the bank, you know Kevin Owens has potential. For some reason, I think they, I think they're going to save him for next year. Another year waiting. Well, the only thing about that is, if you wait till next year, it won't even. I mean, a lot more implications coming by because people coming back, you automatically got to insert all these, uh, you know, these A-list wrestlers that's coming back. Except for Cesaro, because they're, they're just going to feed him to the dogs. But, you know, sure, Dean man. and Cena, I mean, uh, Seth now, and Cena, when they come back, they're automatically contenders. Now, question. And, and here's a question for you. Does Seth Rollins come back in time for money in the bank? 
He definitely comes back for SummerSlam. SummerSlam. You bring him back at SummerSlam. That's a big deal. Yeah. Yup. And then we can start talking about the true, the the true, the Shield triple threat, <laughs> which is another. Say big, that three times fast. Yeah, not not happening. <laughs> which, is another, <laughs> which is another big match that you know there's been rumored around, and that I mean, like I was talking to um, somebody on Twitter. SummerSlam has bigger implications than WrestleMania right now. <laughs> so, you know, you want to, in, in, in the sake of creative, you want to make sure whoever has these these top titles are in contentions to make bigger matches later on. So that's why I, like I was telling the sellers, that, um, that Kevin Owens was the no-brainer for the Intercontinental Championship right there because the implications with him are unlimited. And then, you know, sad to say, Ronda Reigns is kind of unlimited. Well, Brock, I mean, you don't get too much TV time with him, so to say, you know. But, you know, with Dean, I think it's a it's a bigger scope. It's a refreshing face, uh, a, a better all-around entertainer and wrestler. And, I mean, people would look forward to seeing it, you know. See, you, now you just mentioned something about how, you know, saying Kevin Owens had to win. There's no one, basically no one else who could win any kind of championship. Which leads me to believe that he's not going to win money in the bank because guess what? He doesn't fit in the title picture at the moment. Yeah, but he could he maybe need to. go the Cena route, I guess, then, if that's, if that's the premise we're working off of. He could go that route and be a marquee intercontinental champion long-term like Cena did with the U.S. title last year. And that's a great yeah, spot for and, him. And I think that's a great fit for him. That's why I don't think he is going to be in the world title picture anytime soon. That's hey, why I say that. Hey, make, L- make LJ say Dean Ambrose for the win for me. <laughs> Can you get him to say that on the podcast? Uh, no, he's not going to say it. Can he say fight Owens fight? He can say nothing. Can he say I got two words for you? No? Okay. Um, I guess real quick then before we wrap up here, it was announced as we recorded that the New Day is going to be on the pre-show. The Cutting Edge will be making a return. Edge and Christian are going to host the New Day on the pre-show on the Cutting Edge. Um, Most likely, you know, that's partially to hype their new network show that's coming up soon. But I suspect, since the New Day doesn't have a match on this card, they're entering WrestleMania as the champs. You have two other tag teams seemingly in contention right now, and the Usos and the Dudley Boys. I have a third. Who's that? Gold Dust and Truth. Maybe. Golden Truth. Maybe. And and what I, what I, what I hope, if they want to get WrestleMania season off to a good start here, have Edge and Christian... Goad them into defending in a TLC match somehow, throwing throwing back to their history, and set up a TLC match for WrestleMania at Fastlane. Do you think that's a good thing? Even though they just did this match at uh, in December. Yes, no. I do because no, it's know. WrestleMania and it'll be exciting. Well, from what I heard, Cass and that was coming up soon. I would say put them on the Raw after WrestleMania. Uh, yep, Raw after WrestleMania. Yep. I, I really don't want to see Enzo Amore any in anywhere near a ladder match. Nope. I really don't. <laughs> I just don't. I yeah. think it would be bad. Just keep him on the mic. He is a new road dog, Jesse James. Just he's, keep him on the mic. He's good on the mic, and he's good at getting the heat before he makes the hot tag to cast to wrap things up. Right. It's how every one of their match works, and it's great. So that's just my prediction because I, I don't know how, you know, you've seen the New Day already wrestle the Usos a million times and the Dudleys a million times. Like, let's do something a little bit different here. That's why Cash Enzo at WrestleMania will be interesting. It would be. No. It would be different. Or. It would be different. It would be different. Another option would no, be if we could see. I don't want to see the Usos. I don't want to see the Dudley Boys. I don't want to see any other tag team. What about, that, what if they brought right in uh, Gallows and Anderson? They just finished up with New Japan this weekend. Oh, yeah. They're, they're supposed to be coming next month. So That'd be cool. if they. But I don't know how you hot shot them to WrestleMania match right away. That's kind of weird. That, that is definitely a, a Raw after some, um, Raw after WrestleMania uh, Appearance for them. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, it's it could work either way because I mean they're coming straight up to the main roster. So, are we sure about that? That's what that's what I heard based on rumors. Rumors have it that they're coming straight to the main roster. They should. I, I read awesome. that too. I read that too, like a couple of weeks ago or something like that. Hmm. But who knows? Hmm. Are you guys like? Are you guys excited for Fastlane? Let's wrap up with that. Are you excited? Because I'm finding myself like I'm totally psyched for the main event. Otherwise, I kind of just look at it as like a speed bump. I don't feel like we're in the fast lane. The fast you know, lane. As much as it, Where, brother? As, as much as I want to be excited for it, I just feel like it's just so predictable right there. And uh, it's just. I want, like I said, I want to be excited for the main event, but something's telling me it's just I know the result. Unless they pull a swear, I, I hope they do. No, you don't know. I really hope they do, man. Let's put it this way. 90% we know what's going to happen. That 10% is the swear. <laughs> <laughs> but even with that 90%, anything can change it. And six weeks leading up to Mania is too much time with Raws from the time Fastlane the only, ends until Mania begins. The, like I said, the only thing that would change in that regards is if Dean Ambrose forces his way to the in a triple threat match at WrestleMania. I'm going to be surprised, but it's going to be an ongoing story. You know the story's not going to be complete then. The, the, the WrestleMania not. card's not going to be booked. It's going to be um, Triple H and then a question mark. Of course, because you know that at the WrestleMania, I mean, the champions will have to feud with somebody. Yep. So the obvious choice is Roman Reigns versus Dean Ambrose at the WrestleMania. It's, it's obvious. Another option, or, too, would... So maybe you're thinking what I'm thinking, too, James. Go ahead. Okay, so number one, uh, what I was first going to say is, uh, maybe it's just me. I feel kind of weird, uh, a nod in this, but maybe... You know, if you guys were Yu-Gi-Oh fans, that 90% is when Yu-Gi-Oh, whoever's facing Yu-Gi-Oh thinks they're about to win. And then all of a sudden, that 10% is that trap card that Yu-Gi-Oh deployed. It changes everything. And then he, uh, and then he wins the bat. And I just feel like that's what Badland represents. It's just a whole bunch of puzzles, pieces of the puzzle coming together where we kind of got them figured out. But until it actually happens, does the, does it come into full circle to we know exactly the predictableness of going into WrestleMania? So yes, and then back to did you just make a Yu-Gi-Oh uh, reference? Oh my gosh! I did, I did, I did, I did. Oh my I had gosh! A childhood, okay. Okay. But in, anywho, um, yes, whoever just said that somebody has to feud afterwards. Hey, look, whoever is Dean, which it will be, Ronan Reigns. Or maybe do we see Seth Rollins make an appearance? No. To to feud, start the feud again doesn't mean <clears> he's <throat> quite ready. Yeah, but you know, it's because I don't know. I'm just kind of like in shock to just know that some of these big names would not be there or try to intervene, sort of say. And Seth Rollins' injury um, recovery has not been publicized at all, which leads me to think that you know who knows when he might be ready. You see how they're doing Cena all of a sudden? Yeah, I do. Like every every. Every ten seconds, you hear another update with him. Yeah, well, that's because why he's so quiet. Makes me think that who knows what his status is. You can't first of all, you can't compare the recovery time to John Cena and everybody because he's super Cena. He's been recovering two weeks. He was never hurt actually. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way they could get him over. Get him cheered. Um, you know what I think they could do at Fastlane? Since they are, you're right. There's a lot of missing star power. What if the the match ended in such a way that it was Brock Lesnar gets taken out, and Dean and Roman kind of fight to a draw, as it were. Maybe it's like like um, like a double ten count, or by that I mean like they both can't get up to the ten count, or something like that. What if they stacked the deck on him and said, "All right, you two, since they've been building this brotherhood thing since the fall, what if they say, all right, you two are going to open WrestleMania, and the winner's going to go on to the main event.'" And that's We're where, like, it. if you had Dean win, you could have Roman come out and mess him over or vice versa. Um, probably vice versa, but you could do it that way, too. I don't want to see that match again because we saw it at WrestleMania 30 with Daniel Bryan and Triple H, and I don't want to see that match again. Have your main event, have it booked. But it's, it but it's a different story than the Daniel Bryan thing because 
it's not like they're stacking the deck against either of them. It's just there's unfinished business, and maybe you can build a personal rivalry there. Um, I don't know. It's just another way to go because I just – if you just go straight up, Roman Reigns wins, goes to the main event of WrestleMania, I just don't see – I don't see a situation where he's going to be cheered more than he's booed. I'm, I'm, I really don't. Well, totally understand on that. Totally. I, think, I just think it doesn't need to be a clean finish that fast, Mike. And to me, I, it's, it's almost it's, it's such a weird state of things because I was at WrestleMania 22 10 years ago when they had another baby face in the main event against Triple H not getting cheered. And it's like, yep. have we really not come that far in 10 years? Have we really not? Yeah, well, let's, no. yeah. let's get this straight right now. Cheer if you want Roman Reigns to run at WrestleMania. <laughs> well, guess what? Who cares what you think? The only person that cares is Vince, Vince McMahon. And if he wants Roman Reigns to win, God dang it, Roman Reigns is going to Is win. this D-Wayne talking yeah. or Roman Reigns talking again? It ain't, it ain't no <laughs> if he wants him to win. You're you're the same fool that want to see Kobe Bryant lag around the court last night for 20 minutes while everyone else is lighting it up and Kobe can't even make a jump shot. And yes, I'm calling you out because I know you're a Kobe fan, D-Wayne. Hey, look, Kobe, he did what he had to do. He did, yeah, absolutely nothing. Russell Westbrook was amazing. Paul George is amazing. Paul George should have got MVP. KD was amazing. Anthony Davis was amazing. LeBron was amazing. Kobe's running around like Grandpa. Can't even make a jump shot. Russell Westbrook basically tried to set himself up for the MVP in the last five minutes. That's because Russell Westbrook is awesome. Yes. He took it way too too personal. Oh, my God. Yes, he did. Hey, look. First of all, the West beat the crap out of the East. Bad. Is the East even going to be worth watching in the playoffs? Like, I'm I'm so excited to see who comes out the West. I really am. That's like that's the that's the finals is the Western Conference. You're right. Not even Cleveland. I don't care if they trade Kevin Love and make something work. This is way off topic, but there's no way anyone from the East is beating beating OKC or Golden State or San Antonio. I'm sorry, it's just not happening. Yeah, we, we say that now, but who knows what could happen in real life? That, and sounds, that's all I'm saying. Sounds like a true spoken Dallas fan. <laughs> Shots fired. Boom, boom. Panthers, you know, they go to the Super Bowl. They think they're the greatest team ever. No, sorry. Hold on. Where was your team? Where was your team? Yeah. Hey, you're in the same place your team was, Marcellus. (laughs) (laughs) When was the last time your team even made the Super Bowl? Hey, look. First of all, let's try it down. If you would have made the Super Bowl, we would have won. I like you all when y'all played Baltimore. Well, we was there, though, right? It doesn't matter. Who cares if you're there? Oh, no, wait. It matters if, if you win. Was it a catch? Was it a catch? Yes, it was a catch. Oh, whatever. <laughs> uh, excuse me while I just let this uh, man, D. Wayne, have diarrhea in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's getting personal. Um, yes. Is so, it? No, I'm not excited about fast lane. Who cares? <laughs> That's my two cents. <laughs> yeah, we're all 2.0 on Sunday. We're all 2.0. It, yeah. You know what? It you kind of is. Know. That main event is going to be great, though. To be to be fair, oh. WWE really has me excited about that triple threat. As much as I think I know how it's going to end, I'm still going to cheer like crazy for <laughs> Dean Ambrose. Oh, Superman punch by AJ Styles. I'm sorry. Yeah, see, I told you he does his off the top rope. <laughs> Roman Reigns. Sit down. Um, I think we're going to wrap this up. Can I can I ha- give you guys a topic to consider for the Sunday three count? We'll give people a preview. We just watched- I, I got a question for that, too. I got a question for that topic, too. So I'm going to let you go first, and I'm going to hit a follow-up question to that three count. So one of the, one of the topics I want to hit, just because there's not going to be much to say other, other than whatever news comes up throughout the week because we already previewed the pay-per-view, and it's going to be on that night. But the Sunday three count, we just got done watching the All-Star game, and as, as much as a, of a defensive debacle as the whole game was, you had the West scoring the most points of all time in an All-Star game at 196. The scoreboard capped out at 199, by the way, in Toronto, so it's good that they didn't go any higher than that. Huh. Um, what if, if, if we were to take um, 
I don't want to do the whole dead or alive thing because I think that that's just insane. But if you could take anybody that's an active rock, uh, wrestler today in WWE and you were going to create a five-on-five Survivor Series match of the, you know, 10 of the greatest doing it right now, who would you put on each side? And I want it to be heels on one side and baby faces on the other side. You said all time or current? Right current, now? current. I don't want to do all time because that's the okay, I'm going to put Andre and heel macho man. And you know what I mean? Like, that's just easy. I want to know from today, who would you put on each team? Who are the heel side? Who's the baby face side? Your, your five on five of your current goats. That's what I want to I like talk that. about this weekend. Just kind of a throwback to the all-star game. Cause I was just so impressed watching that game last night. Just the amount of offensive talent, like crazy dunks. Paul George went off on threes. Russell went off on threes. Um, Kobe Bryant went off on limps. It was pretty DeMar, cool. DeMar DeRozan defies gravity. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, might have been the down. best dunk contest of the past 15 years last night. Or two nights, a couple nights ago. Yeah, that was awesome. The most, the most amazing thing happened last night. Steph Curry ducked twice. Bye. Who cares? You know what's funny? Is as good as the dunk contest was before that even happened. I believe it was Charles Barkley or either Chris Webber said that the three point contest was so. Should be the main event. Yes. Should be the main event. And then the dunk contest was awesome. It was good. The Splash Brothers were in the finals. It was awesome. Yeah. The only problem that I had with the All-Star Weekend this week is that too much Drake and too much Kevin Hart. Yeah, I get that. It's your ambassadors. But you're, like, basically shoving them down our throat, the whole everything. And you're trying to make it a big day. Like, and now doing introductions, Drake, we're like, oh, yeah, that guy that just seen a zillion He didn't do anything. Right. Well, the, well, the only reason that he had such a big impact on the All-Star Weekends because it was in Toronto. You know, he's from Toronto. Right. So that's the only reason. So, I mean, I can see why. You guys know it's in Charlotte next year, right? Yeah, that's what I'm about to say. Two James is in Charlotte next year, and I'm definitely trying to go. Oh, let's do it. Let's do it. That'd be fun. Aaron, you want to come down to Charlotte? I got family in Charlotte. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm definitely trying to fly out to the East Coast in February next year. That that sounds like it'll work out. Um, <laughs> all you got to do, do is fly to, you can fly to Maryland. You know? Hold up. What's that's a, next that's week? What's next year? Yeah. All-Star Games in Charlotte next year. Oh, um, yeah, I'm down there because I was about to, I was about to talk to y'all about that anyway. It's going to be so live, too, because we're going to win the Super Bowl, and then, you know, right after our parade. All right. All right. The week next, next topic. Yeah, next topic. D-Way not going anymore. See, here's the thing you guys got to remember. We're going to win the Super Bowl because there's Brian and Tony Romo. I'm coming back next year. There's, there's, not a, there's not a team in the NFC that can beat us. Okay, Brokeback Mountain Bryce. I and would. Then, <laughs> you just, hey, you just worry about Tip Kelly. He is always broke. He's always got a broke collarbone. Um, I would love to go to All-Star Weekend next year, but you have to remember, I have a very gracious wife who's going to three wrestling events at WrestleMania Weekend with me. I'm not oh, sure yeah. I'm going to say, hey, next vacation, let's go watch basketball. I don't think it's, <laughs> it's, not I don't think it's going to work out, man. Um Hey man, just you know, just all these, these next couple of months. <laughs> make sure you, you know, go go see um, Fifty Shades of Grey. Uh-huh. <laughs> Take her somewhere that she never, that she always wants to go. Yeah, and yeah. Um, I can I can tell neither of you are married right now. That's why Mr. Sellis ain't saying nothing right <laughs> now. <laughs> He knows what's yeah. up. Um, Salas, real quick, what did you want to What did you want to preview for the three count on Sunday, the episode on Sunday, real quick, before we go, man? Who turns heel and face more often, Brie Bella or the Big Show? Can you imagine a tag team of them? That would be something. <laughs> Big Show does hey, all the work. She comes in for the hot tag, like the cast of the tag you team. Just, you just insulted Brie Bella. I, I'm sorry, man. I didn't mean to do that. Um... We should talk. We could talk a little bit about heel babyface turns. There's a, there's a couple culprits of that. TN. That's why I don't watch TNA. Their people turn back and forth. I watched. I remember watching TNA um, when I was back in college, like 2008, when Mick Foley was a character on there. He turned heel and face like three different times in like a two month span at one point. And I was like, I'm just gonna cheer him anyways because he's Mick Foley. But it was just it, they were building to some match with him and Sting. Which you can read about in his book, Countdown to Lockdown, which is actually a pretty good read. 
Anyways, um, you guys, I think we did it, and then <laughs> I'm glad we got you back, Mr. Salas. This was good. Yep, after a little long, long, long technical issues. But thank you, Two Chains, for helping me out with that. Yeah. Yep. It's too bad D-Wayne couldn't have cut out with all of his Kobe and Cowboy talk, but that's cool. We'll, we'll edit it out. Yeah, no we're, we're going we're gonna to edit you out, man. I have no reference to Tom Brady tonight. You have no reference for four Super Bowls? Yeah, that's smart. You shouldn't do that. Yeah. Well, can, I can tell you one thing. You can tell how the the, um, the world felt about him because they sure as, I don't know what, booed him right out. That was all Broncos fans, man. Let's be real. That was all Broncos <laughs> fans. Furthermore, Matt Forte, I'm telling you right now, he's going to be a free agent signing in New England. You just wait. Him and Anquan Bolden. Yeah. Wait, Anquan Bolden a free agent? Yeah. Ooh, that'd yes. be fun. We'll take him. We'll take him. He is the perfect direct compliment next to Kelvin Benjamin and replacement for Steve Smith. What about Devin Funches? He has no hands. Don't waste Anquan Bolden in Carolina where your quarterback runs the ball more than he throws it. You get him with a traditional quarterback in New England – let him no, have a really we, good back half of his career. It's all good. No, we run 50-50. Everybody has already said that. We run to a team. 50-50% run pass. I just watched y'all run into Von Miller 50-50 in the Super Bowl, but that's cool. But see, the concern I have about that is that Denver actually laid the blueprint of how to beat Carolina now. So people are going to try to duplicate that when they play y'all. No, 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 no. You think they're the only team that blitzed us the whole year? No, I don't think they're the only team that blitzed y'all, but I think they're the only team that really said, look, they study tape. Cam likes to run up the middle a lot. We're going to keep a lot of our people there. So he has no running lanes. That's not true. I mean, we we plays the Falcons, who we've seen two times a year. If anything, you can say they kind of played the recipe. The bottom line is that the refs gave them – Endless holding calls. Greg, if you believe that Greg Olson only had one catch the whole game, you know there has been some holding. They called nothing against Von Miller. They called two calls against Keen to lead. He didn't even get a suspension after purposely saying he tried to do those calls. So if if you don't believe that they gave it to Peyton Manning, I don't know what to believe right now. Well, I think this has officially gone off the rails, so I'm going to wrap this up, you guys. <laughs> um, this is uh, Mr. D-Way, Mr. Silly Sellers, Mr. Two Chains, and Aaron here with the Big Old Belt Wrestling Podcast. Enjoy Fastlane. We'll be back with you on Sunday for the three-count episode as a lead-in to Fastlane. Have a great rest of your week. Go Dean Ambrose. Go Patriots. Go everybody that D-Way doesn't like. We'll talk to you guys next time. 